What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. Patrick, what's up? What are you drinking this morning? I'm drinking a tall cup of water. Tall cup of water. It's That's so, sober October, so... Yes, it is. That's what a personal trainer, I think, would drink. My guest today is Patrick Pekarznik. Wait, Pekarznik. Pekarznik, yep. Pekarznik. Close enough. As a bachelor's in dietetics, a master's in nutrition and exercise science, a certified strength and conditioning specialist, and you will be dietitian eligible soon. He is my personal trainer at Pinnacle Health and Fitness in Fitchburg. Thank you for jumping on the Johncast. I've got my Celsius. My pleasure. Yes, my Celsius sparkling watermelon, which, by the way, I don't <laughs> recommend to drink carbonated beverages during a workout because we just got done working out. Yeah, it didn't go well. No, you get the you know you have to burp and then you have to breathe heavy because you mm. you know you put me on that German a, strength training program. It's a high fructose corn syrup in there, you know. Oh, is there some? It says yeah, no it's, sugar. It's the boogeyman. Yeah, no, it burns body. It says fat. It right there. Is this true? When you see burns body fat, when you see as mm-hmm. a as a personal trainer and a master's in nutrition and exercise science, when you see burns body fat on a can of something or on a pill, what do you think? Ah, uh, great marketing ploy. Yeah. I mean, like the so so most people don't know is for uh, pre workouts and most fat burners, the most active ingredient, like the one actually doing anything that actually has any research that actually does something, um, is caffeine. So you could just get caffeine in isolation and get the same effect essentially. Like the other stuff in there, like a uh, like green tea extract and all yeah. that stuff, like um, it's. Not very good evidence that that works. And even if it did work, like a few hundred milligrams or a couple grams of like green tea extracts not going to outdo like, like I said before, like a, a bad night of sleep or like a, a terrible diet or not working out. Right. Like, there's no way a gram of anything would outdo that. Yeah. It's not going to so, fix all the bad habits you have, right? Yeah. Not a chance. Okay. Well, I brought you on here today because uh, I like to talk to people that I find interesting and I find you very interesting because every time we're working out at Pinnacle Health and Fitness, which by the way, Pinnacle Health and Fitness, you can... Sign up through this month. You get the first month free. And how about this? If you DM me, I'll pay for a month. So you're basically going to get two months free. So if you're listening to this and you sign up for a full year at Pinnacle Health and Fitness, uh, I'll buy a month. They'll give you a month. And then you can get personal training sessions, 5, 10, or 20 sessions with my man Patrick here. You get two for free if you sign up. Oh, okay. We're just giving everything away. Two for free. Yeah. So (laughs) You got no excuse now. (laughs) So now we got to sell them on why personal training is worth it because I started personal training back in June through my old job. And um, I just wanted to get back working out again. I used to work out mm. by myself at a fitness club, which we'll touch on too, on, yep. on, on you know, kind of people working out by themselves and some of the things that can and happen that way. But the the first things I noticed in the first couple of weeks were, well, number one, you don't have to think about anything. I don't think about the program because mm-hmm. that's to me, when I started working out before, the number one thing was, okay, now I have to go through hundreds of programs online. Yep. And be like, which one do I do? I have no idea which one to do. You, the personal trainers at Pinnacle Health and Fitness, you do that. The accountability. You know, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, I don't want to go work out today. Guess what? You don't have to go work out today. You can talk yourself out of it. But if you have Always. someone, if you have someone <laughs> like you waiting there, you're like, well, now I've got some accountability. I have to do that. Um, and then it's getting those last reps. It's hard to get yep. those last reps by yourself. With you, it's well, it's still hard. Yep. But one thing on that, I didn't experiment on that. Oh. So, so I, I told myself for I think I did it for like a month. Um, I told myself whenever I'm getting near failure for, for anything reasonable, like if I was doing like sets of three, I'm not gonna go to failure. Uh, but if it was like sets of like 10, 12, 15, that type of stuff, 
Um, whenever I did what I thought was my last rep, I told myself I have to do two more. And over, I, I didn't like actually track the numbers, but it was very overwhelmingly like this. So over 90% of the time, um, at least 90% of the time, rather, um, I did get two more reps. And I think like of that, like remaining 10%, I only got one more, maybe like 5% of the time. And then like sometimes I was actually there, but v- very rarely was I actually like, yeah, that was definitely my last one. Like I would try two more and I told myself, no, you got two more. Yeah. 100% of the time it worked. But if you've never been there, it's it's hard to tell. I had a client uh, two days ago. She did a set of 12 on bench. And I'm like, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, you had like 15 left in the tank. And I asked her, I'm like, could you have done like 10 more? Usually I throw a ridiculous number out first if I think so. It's like, no, no, maybe five. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, next set we're going to do as many as we can. And then she did uh, she did 12 the first one. Then she did 20 the next set. And she could have done like two to five more at least. So it's finding that number so, to begin with. Yeah. And people just don't know. Like in, until you like go to that intensity – uh, you just have no idea. And then uh, you get the biggest benefit going uh, as near failure as you can, at least for muscle growth we're talking about here. Uh, so like the closer you can get, and it doesn't even have to be like to failure, actually, it could be like within one to three repetitions. Uh, but that's still really hard. That's still like at the point where like you're shaking. Okay. <laughs> you're shaking, like, like you're, you're, you're on the verge of cursing at somebody. Um, you're very angry. Yeah. Uh, the, the veins in your head are starting to, starting to show. I think I get like that sometimes when you're when you're saying two more, and I'm like, yeah. "You told me we were done two two reps ago." Yeah, you got to keep going. Though. You got to keep going. Um, all right. So tell me why 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 is the personal training route a good route for for some people compared to like you know what I can work out myself. I can just go to the gym sure. myself. Yeah. So the, I mean, like uh, a lot of people nowadays talk about intangible costs. Um, for example, so opportunity loss, opportunity costs, that type of thing. Uh, so for example, like if you're, if you're in the gym, let's say, uh, three hours a week, an hour, one, uh, three times a week, um, that's about what, three, six, 12, 12 hours a month, right. uh, times 12, 12, so, so 144 hours a year. Okay. Um, so if you're doing that and let's say like, you're not very efficient, so most of your workouts don't matter. So let's say, uh, two thirds of your workouts don't matter, which I'd say for most people in the gym, uh, it's much more than that. And it doesn't <laughs> matter because they're just not pushing themselves. Yeah. The, the not pushing themselves enough and, and then doing the same stuff too much too frequently oh, so, so they, there's they no don't plan. change the routine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and so they don't progress the weight so technically like if you do the same like literally the same workout like maybe two, like if you do it two times straight maybe three times like it's probably fine um like you know same weight same reps same rest period that type of stuff after that like it's a diminishing return you get nothing and then eventually you start going backwards um so that's not what you want either right, right? So, so two-thirds of the workouts are wasted at least at least yeah opinion, if i had yeah. to estimate um and yep. so that means like you're wasting like what was two-thirds of 144 so that'd be yep, at least like me. 50 hours <laughs> sure. or like 46 hours something like that okay so you're wasting like uh there's 46 hours are productive so i mean you're wasting probably like between 80 and 90 hours a year on working out which is like you know if you if you work a regular job like how much money would that be making you if you worked an extra 80 hours yeah um, so that's like an opportunity cost there um, another thing I like mm. to tell people, like, you know, there's, there's two things people think they can always do, like, especially men, um, they all think they know how to fight and they all think they know how to work out. Most of them don't know how to do either. <laughs> you just, you know, yeah. you see the bar fights. Yeah. So what most people do in the gym is equivalent to like, uh, what they do in a bar when they get in a fight, which is just like throw, they just like throw a giant, like big overhand, right. And that's what they do in a gym. They just try to either like murder themselves and just do a bunch of stupid stuff. Um, or they just go too light and just like go on the treadmill for 30 minutes. All right. So you say do a, d- a bunch of stupid stuff and you're right. I think I, you, mm-hmm. I think we've probably all been to the gym and we've seen people kind of do that, but they do stupid stuff and they do it incorrectly because that's another thing yep. that when I started working out with you is, is the tips, the tricks, like the body position, the muscles used, engage this, don't mm-hmm. engage that type of a thing. And I, I listen, I, I started lifting weights in college. Like I, that's my first time I yeah. ever kind of started touching heavy things. Uh, well, they really weren't heavy because I didn't lift before. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> heavy for They're you. heavy for me. And 
I didn't really start to think about muscles used until like mm-hmm. 10, 15 years later. You know what I mean? Yep. It's it's one of those things where I think, I don't know what the percentage of people are, but I think some people go to work out and they're just, they know, while the bench press, you lay down and then you do this, you know, yep. and this, you do this movement, but they don't think actively about what you're supposed to be doing. And I think that's another thing about people just going mm-hmm. to the gym as opposed to getting just a personal trainer. Am I right or wrong? Or yeah, yeah. Along and, those lines? and that too, you could, the people that know, like, like the, the, like, Coaches like me and trainers, I, I, I guess too. Um, like if they're looking at people and they actually know how to like lift and train, yeah. um, they could tell who's going through the motions and who's not. Um, like I can make I can make any weight look heavy, which means I know how to recruit the right muscles. Whereas most people they make any weight look light, or they're just jerking the weight up, or just like like yeah. yanking it basically, and that's not going to do do as much for you. Um, so from that perspective too, like just uh, you know even from like a form perspective, um, knowing which exercises to select, but even just like doing them correctly where people waste their time, it's like. You know, if you're doing a tricep extensions, but your elbows keep coming out, you're just never going to go with your triceps. Yeah. So you've, you've effectively just wasted your time. You just took like 15 minutes to do tricep extensions. You never worked your arms the whole time because you were using your lats and shoulders. So it's just like, what's what's then the point of you working out? Um, and if you look at the cost too, like uh, like the cost of training, for example, like people think it's that expensive, but right. I honestly don't know what they're comparing it to. Because, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, because for somebody like me, for example, like, uh, you're not necessarily paying me for that hour. You're paying me for like the best 12 years that I've been lifting and the, my education, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and, and with me, the biggest value too, is just like, I've been, I've broken myself enough and I've been training like, uh, like five days a week for the past, like eight years, like an average, yeah. uh, and figuring stuff out. So you don't have to, like, I, like, I'm not, like, I'm not the type of person that went in the gym and just like mess around. Like I would do like a eight to 12 week program usually. And I'll like reassess, uh, most of the time it failed. So, so I've done like a lot of stuff wrong and that's where like now it's easier for me to be like, you know, this will work. Yeah. I've tried this with myself. I've tried this with other people. And for these reasons, like it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Um, and that's something you could just, you know, that's like three months of your life. I would save you. <laughs> right. So is that, so what are some of the common mistakes that, that people make at the gym? Sure. Uh, one is coming in with no plan. Right. Um, so if you come in with no plan, you're probably going to do something silly or just like mess around too much or not get the work done you should be doing. Yeah. Um, another focus is like they don't, they do more like corrective and like rehab type exercises, which don't really do anything. Um, I mean, the, what, if, what do you mean like that by like, if like, you're injured, uh, so type of exercise, I guess, like if you're like balancing on your foot and doing like a pressing a dumbbell overhead, like okay, it's okay. always anything unstable is going to have a low force production. Um, so you're not like loading the the muscle enough or right. not loading the tissue enough, even if it's bone or, or tendon or ligament um, that you're trying to adapt. Um, so that stuff's not really occurring if you're doing that, those types of movements. Um, so people just do fancy stuff, you know, like they'll throw a ball against a trampoline here. Um, yeah. also not doing anything cause they're I've not throwing that. it hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're not throwing it hard enough to, and the trampoline has a lot of rebound and you can't cause if they threw it hard enough, it would go behind them. Right. And that's yeah. when you know you're doing it right, but nobody's doing that here. Um, so they're doing that incorrectly. Um, they're typically choosing like smaller movements and isolation movements, like a bicep curl over, over bigger movements, like a bench press or a squat. Wait, we shouldn't be doing bicep curls. Oh, you can. I just want to oh. make it the emphasis. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, especially you know, most people's biggest complaint is like, I don't have time. I'm like, okay, well, I worked 72 hours a week last last almost the whole like last uh, when I was during my dietetic internship, about 72 hours a week on average for at least four to six months, um, and I worked out four days a week. So I, I really don't know what you're comparing it to. I still cooked all my meals. Um, I, I honestly don't stop being so efficient with your time, Patrick. You're making yeah, us look really, bad. The rest of us. Yeah. And, and like, it's not really, I don't really accept that as an excuse. So, I mean, okay. you just got to make time for it. Um, and yeah, so if you don't have the time, why would you waste your time doing the movements that are, that are small or working very small muscle groups and not working the movements like a, like a bench press or a squat or an overhead press or a row where you can work like multiple muscle groups in a short amount of time, uh, get a better hormonal response from it, get a better, like, 
uh, training adaptation from it. Like the muscle will actually grow. You, you'll sweat more from it. Um, your heart rate will be higher. Like, like all these things that like you want, you could be getting, but you're not getting just because you think they're hard or you're intimidated by them or just don't know how to do them. Mm. You think, have I, have I gained muscle in the last, this is a very loaded. Oh question. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll check, uh, actually on the, uh, we don't have to, t- we don't have to listen. Here's the thing. Like I know I'm stronger. I, yeah, I can, yeah. I can tell I'm stronger, but I have no idea what that number is, but I don't mm. really care about the number. Should people be caring about, I guess if you have a goal, you should maybe care about a number. I, I don't care about numbers on scales. I just mm. want to be stronger. And I know through the last couple of months, I'm stronger. How much? I'm not sure, but I know I'm stronger. Yeah. I think having as much of a, like an internal or more like subjective goal is going to be helpful um, to, to some extent. So like, like if you're uh, like my biggest motivation was just like, I don't want to be weak yeah, and I just want to be strong. Like that was, that was my biggest thing since I was like 14. Like that's the only thing I wanted. I didn't care if I had abs. Like I didn't care if my like chest was big. Right. Um, and that's what kept me in the gym. Like, like, you know, if you, I tell people all the time, like if your only goal is to get a six pack, like that's a very shallow motivation, not just from a shallow, like, like how people typically vernacularly use, use the word shallow. Like, you know, he's shallow. He just cares about his abs, but that's, it, there's no depth to it. You know, like if I, um, let's let's use this example. So if I like, let's say your, your home forecloses. Uh, so let's say like your bank takes your house, you lose your house, uh, your wife divorces you. Um, and let's say you got in a car accident Jeez. Um, all, all in the same week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you got to still work out and you're like, I need to get that six pack. Like, is that really going to get you in the gym? Right. Versus me. Like I, if that happens to me, like that could happen to me tomorrow, all that, I don't have a wife or home, uh, but I could crash my car. <laughs> uh, my car whole life could be ruined. Yeah. ruined. I would still be like, I need to go to the gym because I need to be strong. Yes. And and that's what keeps me going. I don't think people understand that and they don't comprehend that. Like it has to be a, um, not to get too esoteric and weird, but it has to be like a higher purpose than, than just like a perception of your body image. And if that is something you're preoccupied with, you need to fix that first. Right. And you can fix that in the gym indirectly. Um, that's what I keep telling people too. I mean, you could come here and work out and improve like your numbers, like improve your, your strength, for example, um, without even touching the scale and your self-esteem will improve. Yeah. Um, and then we can worry about the scale later. And that's where you see with people that like succeed and lose weight. Um, like some of them focus on the scale, but like at some point, um, maybe at first, at some point, either towards the middle or that in that kind of journey, um, they kind of realize like they value other things more. Like they value, like, uh, they could like sleep better, for example. And they're like, holy shit, I feel this. Like, this is, mm-hmm. I feel like way better now. Or like, I can now actually go to bed now. Like my sleep apnea is gone or like my energy is better in the morning. Like those types of things mean more for people than like, oh, I look skinny now. It's like, nobody, like nobody still cares. Like nobody's like pointing at people nowadays. Like, look at that guy. He's fat. Yeah. Like nobody really cares that much. No. No, but the sleep is a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. Being able to sleep is is a big deal. (laughs) By the way, congratulations to Patrick. You dropped the first swear word of the podcast. Oh, dang. Yeah, I don't know if I was allowed to. (laughs) No, it's fine. I will mark this one as explicit on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. (laughs) We'll just bleep it out. Yeah, Yeah, we just, oh, I could just, uh, I could. I could bleep it out too. Put a, put a um, good sound there, yeah. All right, so you're doing sober October. Yep. I am doing soberish October. I am. I've joined. Um, the first couple of days of October, I did have uh, a, a couple beers, but I've decided, and I've got a birthday coming up on Sat. What is today? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yep. On Saturday, I've got my birthday coming up, so I will. That's why I'm calling it soberish October. But yeah. have you? How long have you done a sober October? Uh, we started doing it like I think. Uh, Last we? two you're, years you ago, oh, me, and my, me and my friends from high school, basically. Okay. So we have like a group on, on group me that we, we keep, uh, keep in touch with each other. So we started doing like two years ago. It was only me and one, one other guy. There's like seven people in the group that did it, uh, or that are in the group, but me, one guy did it. Um, I did it like fairly loosely. Um, I didn't think it was that difficult. It was just like my girlfriend at the time, her birthday was then. So like it was, it was an easy excuse. 
Um, well, you I, didn't think so? Because I, I, every night, not every night, that makes me sound like I, yeah. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic or something. But I'll tell you what, it's nothing on a weekend and the game's on. I want to crack. Yeah, open see, that's sp- the thing. I don't have any friends here, so okay. <laughs> so it's very easy for me. But even like last Friday, I went out with people, and I just had three diet cokes. It was fine. Okay, I um, went to bed at like eleven. I was exhausted. Yeah. Uh, but even with that, like we have more rules this year, and we're all doing fine. We all feel great actually. So we this year, um, I won't go through all the rules because some of them are explicit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like the main ones, like no caffeine. Um, or like, you know, I still have tea, but like no coffee. Oh, no, no caffeine for your sober? Yeah, yeah. You're so dropping I've, caffeine. Yeah, I haven't coffee in like seven Ooh. days or no energy drinks. Aren't you going to get headaches? No, I didn't get, so the, the weird thing is I didn't get any withdrawals. Um, I just felt like dead tired. Like on Saturday, last Saturday was like day four of this. Um, and then like I was uh, helping with the volleyball team, like just doing vertical jump tests for him with a friend. Uh, and then like I was just standing there, like almost falling asleep at 2 p.m. And then like at four, I was like so exhausted. I went home and I slept from like four uh probably like 4:45 or like no from like 5 to like 8:30 I just slept oh, and like yeah. I was so tired yeah so, so yeah. that was the biggest thing so I didn't get like headaches or withdrawals I was just like super exhausted okay. uh, another one of our rules is to get up before sun up which which like right now is like 6:50 in yeah, the morning yeah which is not bad and yeah, cuz when you told me that you yeah. did tell me one of those rules I was like oh screw that I'm not getting up before this and then, then I looked up what time yeah, sunrise sun, was yeah it sounds a lot cooler if you don't yeah. tell people what time sunrise is yeah <laughs> wait were you working with the vol- Wisconsin volleyball no, this was uh, I, I did in the past uh, as an yeah, intern. Okay, yeah, you worked with Kevin. The yeah, yeah. Coach, yeah. Or... Uh, this is like a club team in Madison. Oh, okay, that my cool. Buddy recently started working with. Yep. Nice, nice. Um, all right, so sober October. What 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 do you when October's done? Because you've done that in the past. Because this is my mm-hmm. first sober ish October. What what do you when it's over? Like, do you feel like do you feel different? Do you feel like you accomplished something or what's What's the goal there? I don't know because I, I cheated the last two times. Oh, you have? So, yeah. So I didn't. Re- we didn't actually do well, it. I'm because, cheating like, now, nobody... but I'm still gonna feel like like I. Accomplished yeah. If you're doing something. it the first year, like I would do like a sober light October. Okay, sober uh, light. Yeah. Yeah, and then like like next year really crank it up. Uh, also, one of our rules is you have to work out at least seven times a week. Well, that's a lot. Um, well, it could be like a mini workout. So like yesterday I did a mile run, mile walk, and then I did four sets of twenty five of like sit ups in my room. Okay. So it could be like a mini workout. It doesn't have to be like a full workout. Um, one of my buddies, like he said, he does yoga, so we counted that. I didn't want to count it. But oh, else, you should count yoga. Absolutely not. You might, said, yeah. Okay, you, we, we and I have talked about yoga before. <laughs> you seem anti-yoga, but I love <sighs> yoga. I, I don't love it. No, I do love it. I do love it. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. yoga a lot. How about that? I don't love yeah. it, but I like it a lot. What What don't you like about yoga? Uh, Is it just because you're a strength? What do you got? The, the strength and conditioning specialist, sure. <laughs> and and there's not a lot of strength and or conditioning. Uh, so I think the reasons why people do it aren't what they're getting out of it. Okay. Um, also people consider it exercise, which bothers me to no end. They're like, well, I, I worked out today. I'm like, oh, what'd you do? They're like yoga. I'm oh, like, that doesn't yeah. freaking count. Like that's like, a, you know, you could say like that. I did some mindfulness today. Ah, like, yes. Cool. I'll give you that because, yeah. because if you do a yoga, I always felt like, cause okay. So I've done like the P90X stuff mm-hmm. before. Um, by the way, the P90X original yoga for yeah. those who've done <laughs> P90X know what I'm talking about right now. The yoga is the worst. It's an huh. hour and a half oh, of, damn. of upward, downward dogs and, and everything. And you get to a point where you're like, I hate this. This is, I'm wasting time. my time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so anytime I do like yoga, mm-hmm. I never feel like I worked out. I feel yeah, like yeah. I just kind of cleared my mind. And, and that's the thing when like, Stretched. it's supposed to be more of a kind of like a mindful practice. And like, um, the, the thing with stretches that people do wrong too, is if you're not holding it for at least a minute, you're probably wasting your time also. Um, so it's like, you know, yoga poses, I, I've only ever been to like two, uh, well, one, two, 
one or two yoga classes in my entire life. How about that Berk- or Berkram? Is that what they call it? Bikram, the, the hot one. Yeah. Have you ever done that? I want to no. do that. Would you do that? Uh, I try it. It's like I don't want to feel like a. There's got to be a time. little bit of of benefit <laughs> from just sweating so much. No. Uh maybe. Yeah. I mean, like I, I like saunas a lot, but but that's hotter. Yeah. Um, What's the benefit of a sauna? Because I've been in a sauna a couple of times mm-hmm. at the old. You, there's a sauna here at Pinnacle Health and there Fitness. Is, yep, two locations one. in Fitchburg and on the Capitol Square. Yep. You get your first uh, month paid for if you sign up this month, and I'll pay for the other month. And then Patrick's gonna give you two free sessions <laughs> if you sign up for personal training. Now that we got that add in a second time, um, sauna benefits. What do you? Uh, well, it's a, it's basically a heat stress. So some people say like, you know, I'm gonna go relax in there. It's like you don't, you know, physiologically you technically don't relax. No, uh, your it's muscles, tough. yeah, you get warm and your muscles get warm, which makes them more pliable, which makes them like easier to stretch. For example, okay. Um, but it's supposed to be like a heat stress, so it improves your your tolerance to heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, working out is also a heat stress. Like when you're working out, you're you're creating heat, you're generating heat. That's what metabolism is. That's why your metabolism goes up partly. Um, so like you're giving off heat anytime you produce produce energy. It's part of the process. Um, so with that too, it's just like you're making yourself more efficient in the gym too, because you could handle more heat, okay. uh, which means you can keep your body temperature lower, which typically will increase your, uh, basically endurance. Okay. So depending what you do in the gym might be relevant, more or less relevant. Um, for me, it's probably more relevant because I'm trying to get in, uh, I'm trying some weird stuff now. Oh, let's talk about uh, <laughs> that. What is kind of, what kind of weird stuff are you into? Uh, All a of a sudden the podcast heat. took a weird the, turn. The, the heat stuff. So like, okay. uh, th- there's this guy, um, He's big into this, so he wears like like neoprene, uh, like a whole suit. What is that? A neoprene suit, um, like a wetsuit. Okay, like like that type of material. But he wears that while he works out with a hoodie on. Okay, um, sometimes the hoodie on. I don't, he doesn't always do the hoodie, so he wears that just to give him more like of a a more sympathetic state, more of like a fight state. Um, so basically, if you, if you do it correctly, and I did this last winter um, with like like a hoodie and I had sweatpants on. If you do it correctly, about like twenty to thirty minutes in, you should have an urge to rip everything off, which sure. means like you're getting to the point where like you're kind of like reaching there yeah um again i don't recommend this for anybody i'm just saying this i can see how that could happen i can already envision like how that would feel (laughs) yeah and and one thing one thing he brought up which is interesting is that like you know like the a lot of bodybuilders when they take steroids you get a big lower back pump um and a lot of people with like high stress have lower back pumps too um just like like their upper their lower back feels like tight and it feels like there's a lot of like blood going through there like easy easily like gets a lot of blood in there my lower back feels tight what does that mean no it's keep yeah, going so, yeah so so basically like yeah. it's saying like uh like is is that like a cause of like upregulation of the sympathetic nervous system from from the steroids um and the answer is probably yes and then like if that if that's true then that means like the sympathetic nervous system is somewhat somewhat or or fully involved um in in increasing muscle size uh, which means like you can increase your muscle size or improve it to some extent by just being like really hot and being in that state. Uh, mostly like the heat getting you in that state. Um, and I, I think I think it somewhat works at least. Um, at least a few days ago too. Like I had like a it was two days ago or three days ago whenever I did like the upper body day here. Mm-hmm. Um, two days ago then. So so it would have been when I took my hoodie off. Like definitely had like a lot more uh, like the the pump and the tone of my muscle was definitely greater than usual. Okay. Um, and you just get in that state. You could tell, like, I was more, more excitable, I guess. Uh, arousal is, is a typical oh, okay. term, but well, that's, yeah. that sounds frisky. Yeah, it does sound uh, So well. I was more aroused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. And th- so that's what I'm playing with. I had to do more, like, uh, uh, it's obviously not research because I'm just messing with yeah. myself and I'm not taking any numbers. But just, like, subjectively, like, it does feel like I'm getting more uh, more of that response that I'm looking for. Mm. Okay. Um, so, like, making making the training a fight. Okay. Basically. Yeah. I, I've, I've done the sauna uh, a few times, like I said, at the old health club I worked out at and, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what the benefits were. Mm-hmm. I just heard like you, you should, oh, yeah. you could 
Well, you do like that? somewhat the thing about like sweating out the toxins. That, that's like yeah. somewhat true. Is that, I was going to say, like, um, it feels like you're supposed to like toxins, I guess. Yeah. You do sweat things out that like, that may or may not be. It's hard to breathe, by the right. way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Get to a point where it's like, you talk about how you wanted to take off everything. You get yeah. to a point training like that. Like in the sauna, uh, I, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, it's hard to breathe now. And I just want to leave. But apparently I have like three or four more minutes. Two, two minutes feels like two hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gets to that point. <laughs> Is that kind of the same thing probably? Yeah, but you got to keep going. Yeah. So yeah, I kept going. Uh, but I, I, Start uh, breathing. With the training, not with the sauna. Oh, like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah but, I should but, get out of the sauna? Uh, maybe. Oh, I mean, it depends. I, 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 I would in. stay a little longer because like typically like, like with training in the sauna, like any kind of like stress adaptation, um, like you should feel the stress. And then you should push a little further just to get the most out of it. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise your body's going to learn how to quit right when it gets in stress, which you don't want. Mm-hmm. You want to teach your body how to like push through stress and keep going. Um, and then eventually like you raise your baseline of stress tolerance, um, which is what training is. Like you're just increasing what you can handle and you constantly keep increasing that over time uh, slowly, ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So one of the things that you and I talk about while we're working out, while I'm working out and you're mm-hmm. training is – you always come around to talking about studies, like studies show this or studies show that, or studies really don't show anything. So mm-hmm. when we talk about strength training and building muscle or, you know, really whatever aspect of, of working out uh, the studies covering, what is there, should we trust studies? Uh, I'd say most people shouldn't trust studies. Should because, not. No, they should not because they don't know how to read them. Um, they don't know what to look for and then they're not reading the right ones. So it's just like, you're not, really getting the right information you don't know what to get from it in the first place and then when you are getting it uh you don't know like you, you nobody for example like reads the whole study when they read it oh not so at that all. means like they never get to the method section yeah um which means like you don't even know what they did have you ever tried to read i mean you have yeah i, I, I wrote a thesis so okay, i was gonna say yeah yeah you've done that but i've tried you know you try to read a study just as a normal person yeah and yeah. you're like oh yeah okay i'm just scroll 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 get to the bottom yep to the conclusion. Yeah, it's hard. It's a skill. Like you gotta the only way to get better at it too is just to do it more. Yeah. Um and like the, the way to really do it is like you gotta look up every single word you don't understand and then you gotta reread it. Um like reread that sentence. And then once you're done with everything, then you reread the whole study. So like you go through the study and like as you come up with stuff you don't understand, you need to understand it. So like if there's a term that comes up, like you know, if I'm reading a study and there's like a like a word comes up like like glycolysis and say like, oh, I don't know what glycolysis is, and I look it up and I'm like, oh, it's the lysing of glucose. And I'm like, what's lysing? And I look up that. <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh, so like you're, you're cleaving, you're separating glucose. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, what's that do? Like, well, why, why am I doing that? And you, you just keep you going further and yeah, further. And then, and so deeper. like, if you're reading a study correctly and you actually don't know anything, which most people don't, right. Um, it should take you like, like hours to finish, like just one section, which like, nobody's going to be like, oh yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. And so like, unless somebody told me that and they like, uh, made it believable, um, which most people don't, I don't think they should trust studies. Um, they should trust professionals, uh, that know what they're talking about. but And then the headlines, like you get a headline yeah, on something yeah. and then the headline will take it all out of context. Yeah, the headlines are usually just wrong. It's not that they're, they're, they're usually, uh, it's not that they're misleading, they're they're blatantly wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so sometimes they are misleading, but sometimes like they're legitimately just wrong. Like they, like they come up to like a conclusion that the author uh, had the antithesis of. So like the author will say like, uh, carbohydrates did not cause significant weight gain. And then, the, and then the title of the study will be like carbohydrates cause significant weight gain. And it's just like, first of all, we, you, you didn't read the study. <laughs> you didn't read the author's conclusions. Yeah. Third of all, you looked at one group. And it's like, you know, all studies like, so people don't understand what statistical significance is either. So I could have a statistically significant uh, negative effect. So like uh, a positive effect would be like glucose uh, or like eating carbs made you fatter. 
and that we find statistical significance, but it could be low. So it's like, it, oh, I, okay, yeah, because it's a probability due to chance. So it could be like, you know, like eating carbs cause people to gain weight, but the question should be like, how much? Right. Because that it doesn't really say. So what if it causes you to gain 0.1 pounds over a year? It's like, okay, is that look? So that's that's non significant, but statistically it was significant, which means that it was the there was a high probability that it wasn't due to chance. Right. That's all that means. So people look at that. They're like, oh, so people gain weight. But I'm like, but you didn't read the numbers. You didn't look at the statistics. Is that like the same thing? Um, I sound so dumb right now. Is that like the same thing where it's, or uh, I don't know the statistical uh, numbers on this, but like drinking red wine helps this. And it may help this, but it's so significantly, you know, small. It could, yeah. But it's it's also like with the wine, for example, like, like where it gets complicated with nutrition is like there's very uh, – <laughs> They, they take things too broadly, um, whereas like it's it's not the actual wine that's causing it. It's a compound in the wine, and that compound is also in grapes. So what they don't tell you is like you could just eat grapes because uh, it's in the grape skin. So yeah, because like, they just want to say just drink wine. Yeah, like oh well, like all these like single moms are drinking all this wine, so we got to like reinforce <laughs> the great habits. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> right? Well, you could do you could do it the same, get the same benefits, but just in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Yeah, and then they don't take anything else into context. Like for example, like alcohol uh, disrupts your sleep. Like regardless, like if you it, like some people are like, well, it makes me fall asleep quick. It's like it doesn't matter. Like if I punched you in the face as hard as I could and knocked you out, you'd fall asleep, right? Yeah. Is that just as good of a sleep as if you went to bed after a bubble bath and some like camomile tea or however you pronounce that? Uh, chamomile. Chamomile, yeah. Yeah. Chameleon tea. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it, it's not the same, right? Like if I elbowed right. some, or if I need somebody in the head, and I'm like, all right, he's asleep now. Be like, okay, but he, you knocked him out. Be like, okay, well, so did the so did alcohol knocked you out. Then put you, you didn't fall asleep. I've stopped having a beer or a drink after mm-hmm. like nine o'clock. Like that's the yeah. latest because I've noticed that on those nights when I had a beer or two and it was like mm-hmm. nine thirty and maybe the game was on or something or ten o'clock and I had one. I got done at ten thirty. It's you may fall asleep a little quicker, but at about two in the morning or something, yeah, you like you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, this is awful. And it's just, it's awful. So I've stopped doing that. I've stopped trying to do that because of what you're saying, like it may help you fall asleep faster. And we all have probably had those nights in college yep. where it help you go to sleep. <laughs> um, but um, in the long run, it doesn't, doesn't help you at all. And your body no. has to then process all that, right? Your body yep. has to be like, okay, I got to get rid of this alcohol. And it doesn't really get to do what it's supposed to be doing while you're sleeping. Yeah. And so the ironic thing is like alcohol is actually like a toxin, um, but like, like a, every type of toxin, like a neurotoxin, like just a general, like, like, like toxin to your, to your, uh, everything that's processing it, like the liver, for example, like it's a toxin for yeah. all intents and purposes. Um, people are like, yeah, I should drink wine for health purposes. I'm like, okay, f- let's not get weird here because first of all, alcohol is toxic. And the, it's, the al- it's not the alcohol in the wine that's like giving these benefits. It's something else. Um, and you don't have to drink alcohol for it. Uh, second of all, if you're disrupting sleep, that means you're disrupting the circadian rhythm, yeah. either to a large or small extent. Um, and even that's going to affect a lot, uh, literally almost anything. <laughs> uh, so pretty much like, for example, like if you have one night of bad sleep, I'm not talking about like a week or a month or a year, mm-hmm. uh, one night of bad sleep is enough to significantly alter your insulin uh, sensitivity. Which means like you're processing carbohydrates differently just from one night. One night. One night. So so that that's the thing that people don't realize. It's like how is that affecting your metabolic health, your hormonal health, everything? Um, and then not to mention like your energy throughout the day and just like the stuff you get done. Um, like it's just like everything kind of spirals out of control if you think about it. Like you have one night of bad sleep. Um, like the food you're eating gets processed differently. Basically, like it, it increases your blood sugar, so probably get like hungrier. Um, or depending on how you eat, like not as hungry. Yeah. Um, your like whole day would be kind of ruined just because it would be like sluggish or tired. So we get less work done and that puts more work to the end of the week. 
And so now you got more stress. And then more stress kind of does the same thing, basically, where you're just like re-upping the cycle and going on and on and on and on. You were just describing my life, Patrick. <laughs> how are you How are you doing that? Um, yeah, so how important then is sleep to building muscle? Uh, it's probably like if you could put sleep in a pill. Yeah. And like have people take like any pill to like, like uh, to gain muscle. Um, it, that would be number one because uh, you can't like, you can't like, uh, you have to inject steroids for a reason. You can't put them in a pill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like they'd be like even more valuable than like the sleep pill would be more valuable than the steroid pill because the steroid pill just gets broken down your stomach acid basically. So all these, all, cause sleep is like, I would think back pain and sleep are like the mm-hmm. top two things that people complain about. Like my yeah, back hurts and I never get any sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, yep. but you need that. You need that sleep to, to get the most out of your personal training session, for example. Oh, everything. Right? Yeah. Just a recovery standpoint, recovery, even just yeah. like, um, like syncing and, and then training your circadian rhythm. So making sure that's functioning properly. Uh, for those that don't know, like circadian rhythm is just like your, um, your general, like chronobiology. So like w- which times you should wake up, for example, which times you'll feel tired and go to sleep. Um, so your body releases hormones at night, um, a hormone called melatonin at night, for example, to, to trigger sleepiness. Um, it like triggers like testosterone and growth hormone in the morning, for example, um, to peak at certain times, um, and like a decrease at certain times of day. So you could shift that pattern or you can completely change it or dampen it by the, by your habits and actions. Yeah. Um, and that's where people get in trouble. And for example, we see like higher cancer rates, um, and like mortality and like, uh, 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 like third shift workers, for example. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I think it does have to do with circadian disruption more than anything, because you're basically, you're basically trying to make yourself nocturnal, uh, which is not going to work. Like you can't fight like thousands tens of thousands of years like evolution like that yeah uh, in 20 years well on, on one person like right. it's not like you're you're just not epi- you're not changing your epigenetics to like to that level where you're just becoming so night adapted from the radio world like the people that work in the mornings i, oh, yeah, I used to late, be that right? person uh for like a year almost a year and i mm-hmm. hated it i absolutely hated it because they I feel like they're just taking years off their life to wake up at three thirty four, right? Like I'm yeah. just like that is it's awful. A, it's a touchy subject because if we got to get to is like, is that should that even be allowed? It's like I don't know. What should it, like work <laughs> at that time be allowed? Is what you're saying? Or yeah, yeah, because some people get weird about that. They're like, you know, well, like if, if it's if we know it's harmful, should we even allow people to like should we allow companies like people to allow people to do that? It's right? Like, yeah. Well, it's like it's not that like the evidence isn't like d- depending how clear because like you know gravity is a theory. So yeah, like we can right. say like anything's a theory. Right. Um, so well, I, I think, I mean, I remember a couple of times driving to work in the morning when I had to wake up super early. And by the way, you know, doing sports, you have to try to watch the game the night before. Oh, so right, you're right. not getting any sleep. Well, there's two times. I remember a couple of times I'm driving to work. I remember driving into work. Yeah. I yeah. No, I just I like, I guess I'm at work now. I don't remember this. <laughs> Another time I was with the volleyball team and I got home at like two something in the morning I woke up at like four or something and I guess I got to work there too. And throughout the day I was just like, I, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't functioning and just imagine like, so I don't and, know. And you see it in those extreme cases. We had uh, in college, something called a uh, solar bear and polar bear, What is it? <laughs> which is like the first week in the college bars open at 9am on Saturday. Oh, great. Uh, it was a shit show. Uh, number two, number it. two, two, uh, <laughs> two bleeps. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, with that, like I work security. So like we, we work Friday nights. So we close the bar at two. Then we got to clean it and like get everybody out the property, uh, call the cops or like get everybody out of the parking lot, whatever. Uh, so like at three 30, I'd be done. So I'd be home at 4am and I had to wake up uh, to be there at eight the next morning to help open. That's, so I, that's I wake up at like, yeah, yeah, I wake up at like seven. So I get like three or four hours of sleep. I'll be there from nine to like five. And then I'll take a three hour break and then be there from eight to like five in the morning. Cause there's a lot, lot to clean up. Yeah. Um, and like you're, you're like, 
you, your line for for getting aggressive with people is is, is very small <laughs> after that like, yeah you just don't have a temper anymore and you can no. see that too like with uh just like your patience and stuff yes. in general too like even yes. if you don't get enough sleep i yes. mean um, that's just going to cause you more stress right like it's not it's not de-stressing me to like throw some guy out by his by his like hair if he's like doing one stupid thing i threw a guy out because he like stepped over a line on the bar Oh really? Uh, yeah. Is I, that the lack of sleep that got to you on that? Yeah, it was just really annoying like, me. It was like nine p.m. at that point. I'm like, I already told you. I'm like, don't stand behind the bar because you know the bartender's gonna get through the bar back and there's sure, a sure. in there. I'm like, don't stand behind the bar. And he like poured an entire pitcher on my body. Of, of uh, well, well, that would do it too. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, that would. This guy's so you were a bouncer. Yeah, let's get in your background <laughs> a little bit. You were a bouncer. What made you want to get into the the nutrition world, the exercise <laughs> world, the strength training world? What what was there a moment when you're growing up like I think I want to do this. Uh, sort of. So, so, I mean, like in high school, I, I played percussion for like eight years. So I played uh, a lot of marimba. Wait, so you could, you, if I gave you two pencils, you could be like, you I could suck do... now. So oh, okay. Never but... mind. I won't do, I won't let <laughs> yeah, you do Yeah, but that. I played drum set and like a lot of rudimental drumming. So like snare drumming basically. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't want, I don't want a career in music. Cause it's like one career, like a music teacher or I could teach private lessons. Yeah. But I, I thought back then I was like, I never want to own a business. So like, I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Um, so I decided like, you know, I was like, what else am I interested in? I'm like, this fitness thing is cool. Um, a personal training is stupid. I never want to do that. Um, and so I was like, <laughs> I want to be a dietitian. I was like, you know, being a sports dietitian would be cool. Yeah. And so like I went through like um, I went to a dietetics program in undergrad. Um, then I was like, you know, to be a sports art, r- dietitian, like you need a master's pretty much like de facto. Um, like they won't hire you without one. And then you need pretty much like a internship afterward to become a dietitian. Uh, and then you need to also do a, a like a usually a fellowship where they pay you like 10 grand to work for them for a year, um, which is why I'm not doing it now. I'm not about to make 10 grand a year to yeah. to make smoothies for people. Okay. Um, and so that's what I wanted to do. And then now it, it kind of shifted when I found uh, uh, this job a little bit because I'm able to do a little bit of both. My whole, my whole dream was to do something integrative, like between like training and nutrition combined. That's why like the sports RD route kind of like um, spoke more to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, and that's what you decided. What? How old were you when you decided to, you wanted to do that? Uh, I would have been 18 because it would have been high school. Yeah. Like I, I think it was well, 17 because I think it was summer leading up to like my first year, uh, my senior year of high school. But you're a personal trainer now. So what happened? <laughs> yeah. I did a bunch of things that said I'd never do. So <laughs> <laughs> I told myself like I never personal train. I told myself I never, um, I never like intern or work in strength conditioning. Um, I did both those things. I told myself I never go to grad school. So why'd you do those things? Um, eventually they just interested me. Okay. Uh, so, so like, like my, first of all, like when you graduate with a bachelor's degree in dietetics, uh, you're qualified for literally zero jobs. Oh, so, that's fun. Yeah, literally zero. So like the only job I could get that I would actually want to do would be personal training. So I was like, I'll do that for three months before going to grad school. Uh, so that's what I did. So I, I personal trained for three months and I was like, hey, see you going to grad school. Um, and they were really disappointed because they got me like 30 hours of clients in like two and a half months. Like, like the, the, they, the manager there was like hustling. He got me so many people. Uh, it was insane. Like I was couldn't keep up. Like I was like, who are you again? <laughs> like I was, I got like 10 clients in like two weeks at one point or something crazy. So I was like, looking. I was like, all right, I know your name. I know we've met. Yeah. But I don't remember anything else about That's you. me with every person crazy. I ever meet, yeah. by the way. But yeah. Yeah. So it was insane. Cause people would be like, oh yeah. Like my knee hurts. Remember? I'm like, I don't remember. And, like, <laughs> and I would take notes on it too, but my notes had, were just so messy at that time. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was that, that's kind of my background. I worked a lot of jobs though, but like those are those are kind of the main ones. Like I did, uh, I train at uh, three gyms, four gyms, something like that. Now, okay, that's like counting in. By the way, you mentioned uh, that you met a lot of people, and you're like, remember my knee hurt. That's another thing I forgot mm-hmm. right off the top oh, for sure. personal trainer at Pinnacle Health and Fitness. Before I came to you, for some reason, my right shoulder through mm-hmm. quarantine or whatever you want, pandemic, it's yeah, still, yeah. still going on with that thing, but. Um, it just started hurting and I had a, uh, camping trip coming up 
This is right crossed over right when I started personal training. Yep. And I, I was afraid. I'm like, I was telling my buddies, like, guys, I don't know why, but my shoulder hurts. And I, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this canoe thing very long. Right. And my left knee was hurting. Like when I uh, sit down on the floor to play with my daughter and then I'd get up, I got up like I was 75 years old. And then I right. was like, hold on, give me about 10, 15, 20 seconds before I can, there we go. We're good to go now. And both those things, probably after a month of working out with you, we're gone. Like, yep. I don't, I mean, my shoulder's fine. I can go canoe right now. I can go sit on right. the floor, stand up and do some jumping jacks. It's. Yeah. So people think pain comes like only from injury. Yeah. Which is, um, I guess that's because that's why I was so confused. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't do anything. How did I get injured? Yeah, I guess it's not a stupid idea, but it's just not, um, like it makes sense, right? Be like, well, yeah. I didn't do anything in my shoulder. So why does it hurt? But basically right. like those muscles and those joints, like they don't, they can't, if, if you don't expose them to any external forces, then any force is going to cause some kind of reaction. Um, or also like, you know, if you don't use it, you'd lose it kind of thing too. Like if you don't get your body to certain ranges of motion, like they, they, you, just, you just won't go there ever again. Like your body would be like, oh, he doesn't need to go there. Like he doesn't need to move his shoulder up uh, past the set. He never does it. Yeah. And, and th that's how people get frozen shoulder, for example, like uh, one of the reasons at least, like they they just never reach above their head very much. Yeah. And then they have some other complications with it. And it's just like, you know, if you're not using that range of motion, like after after a few weeks, few months, like gone, like see ya. Yeah. Uh, which is what we do with lifting here. It's like the whole point of lifting, like you're, uh, which was pissing me off too. People are like, well, don't I need to stretch? I'm like, you're stretching on every descent of every movement we do. Yeah, we've talked about stretching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I still don't understand, but you're saying that you don't need stretching as much. No, because it's like, a, I think stretching, like when I go, when if I, before I work off, I do some stretches and mm -hmm. what toe touches, I don't know, whatever. Like I feel looser. And you're saying that I really don't need that because the strength training is going to, or what are you saying? I don't uh, put you words do in your before mouth. the workout a bit. Um, I, I would do something more dynamic if you're trying to actually improve the flexibility, at least like acutely too, like for the workout. Um, what I'm saying though is like, for example, if you're doing like a swim movements, everybody knows like a bench press, for example. So like you're lowering a bar to your chest and you're pushing it back up. Um, so as you're lowering the bar towards your chest, you're stretching your, your pecs, your chest muscles, um, and also your shoulders to some extent. Um, then you're contracting them at the top. So you're getting a stretch in the pecs every time you lower the bar down for a bench press. And then the more weight you add, the more loaded that stretch is. Um, so for example, it'd be like, you know, you bending down, touching your toes is a stretch. Yeah. You bending down, touching your toes and me pushing on your back to push you down is now a loaded stretch because now there's a external force being applied to you. Right. So you're doing that with weights, which is why it's more effective for stretching. Hmm. All right. So, um, let's see here. What didn't we cover? I have a whole list of stuff that I want to cover with you. Oh, you know what? I want to talk just briefly mm -hmm. as we wrap this up, people, sure. where can they find, because I follow you on Instagram and yeah. you're always posting like these long posts yeah. about certain <laughs> topics. And it's not a bad thing. It's because, yeah, yeah. well, because we live in a world where you, you got 240 characters or whatever it is usually to right. describe something. It takes way more nuance mm -hmm. than that. So I do enjoy that you're, you're taking the time to actually yeah. write these posts out. Where can people kind of get some of that information? Yeah. So I would go to my training page on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but some of the stuff doesn't post on there. Okay. Um, Instagram is better. I'm more interactive on there too. And you could always DM me on there or whatever. Um, so Instagram, it's Integra Performance. So it's like integrity mm -hmm. uh, without the Y. So I-N-T-E-G-R-I-T Performance. Okay. Um, all one word, Integra Performance. Um, so that's my like... Uh, my little side hustle slash like training business slash like that's my training page. So I post most of my training and nutrition information on there. Um, I post like some stuff on my personal page too, but like okay. it's mostly just like pictures of me wearing funny clothes. Oh, that's uh, great. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Funny clothes. <laughs> and, and, and lifting weights with funny captions. Like I give dating tips on my, oh. on my Instagram page. Like I'm like, I think I had one of me holding a handstand. I'm like dating tip. Uh, 
do support do handstands to show how supported you can be. Ah, yeah, so I, I just it. do like, stuff it. like that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, my training one, like I, I do longer form posts too, just because I'm really irritated by the posts on Instagram because a lot of them are like, did you know grapefruit can cause fat loss? I'm like, this is a stupid, and like a million people <laughs> like it, and they're like, I can't believe I never knew this. I'm like, oh my god, like people are just so impressed by by like the littlest stuff like that. And then I literally like I go to school for this for six years and like I post like a long winded answer on like, should I eat carbs? And it's like freaking like it takes you 10 minutes to read it. And people are like, yeah, I'm not too into that. Mm. Like I just gave you everything you wanted though. Yes. <laughs> that, that grapefruit example is kind of like what you were talking about, right? With studies. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, Hey, did you know this? Um, and, and uh, by the way, if you want to check out phfitness.com, that's the website to go and you can get Patrick yep. as a, as a personal trainer through phfitness.com. And what's the, what's the special again with personal training? Uh, personal training so any, any member gets to, uh, like if you sign up. Oh, for so membership. any membership. Okay. So if you, yeah, sign, yeah, let's, yeah. let's so, re- re- rewind it real quick. So if you sign up for a membership, year long membership at Pinnacle Health and Fitness right now, two locations, Fitchburg and the Capitol Square, you're going to get one month free. If you DM me one person, the one person who DMs me who signs up, because I, I, I can't afford to buy like yeah. 20 of these, and I'll be broke. Um, I'll pay for another month. So you'll get two months free, Beautiful. first person that does that. And then once you're a member here. Yep. The, then you get two free personal training sessions. Uh, just do them with me. Yeah. You'll have a good time. Yeah, you will. <laughs> and you'll probably end up uh, doing your own like podcast with Patrick as you talk about whatever, um, just well, yeah, throughout the course it. of a of a session just you and I talk and I'm like every time we talk this is a podcast every every workout is basically basically yeah. a, basically a 45 minute podcast which this one is right now at the 45 minute mark okay so you swore two times I'll mark this one as uh explicit on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anything else you want to add as we wrap this thing up? Should, should I swear some more? To no, no, <laughs> don't swear anymore. Patrick, thank you. All right. Yep. Thank you.